send Brian a bam, we're live. Did we send Brian a link? Yeah. We did. Okay. He's on the same text that is. Good morning, John. Good morning. Uh you don't do you do you live in Kalamazoo, Michigan? I do not. Oh, you're so lucky. Uh Susa, could you bring up that article? For those of you who don't know what woke is, I'm going to explain to you. Um, I want to explain to you what equity is. Um, equity is when everyone um, can do whatever the fuck they um, want within the rules of uh, Big Daddy. So uh, the only place in the world that equity exists is in prison. And when you try to enforce it on society, weird shit like this happens. This is a city run by a liberal mayor. Um, they have decriminalized peeing and shitting and littering. <laughs> and, and 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 if you want to know what racism looks like, they've done this in the name of equity, meaning they think that someone can't follow those rules. I think that they think that since they, they, they feel bad for Armenians and because Armenians are such savages and pigs and dirtbags that they think that Armenians um, uh, can't use the toilet to shit and pee and that they must litter. Uh, this is um, – and, and guess, guess what if the mayor is a Democrat or a Republican? <laughs> you go ahead and guess. And, and the winner gets $5 million. John, hi. Welcome to the show. It's been a while. The return of John Young. Three incredible shows. I bet you they're going to be three of our biggest shows um, of the year. Uh, Sponsors, um, you, uh, if anyone knows anyone at First Form, uh, it is not a woke company. I need them as a sponsor going into the games. Uh, You guys are all tuned in to the most funnest, uh, the mostest excitingest, and the most detailed, most up-to-date, fastest reporting on the CrossFit games this year um, sprinkled in with uh, the funniest shit too. And, and some news. Um, so uh, tell the guy who owns first form or someone over there, I heard that company's not woke and um, that they should get on the bandwagon. You know, so I'm thinking like 20 to $50,000, something for like, just sponsor all 100 shows we'll do in the next 72 hours. That's a deal. Teddy Williams. Yes. He is back. Uh, we should have Brian Friend on here in a second. Um, this is cool shit you got, John. Are we getting into it already? I, I mean, I guess maybe we should. I All could right. ask you some questions. I'll, I'll, okay, well, let, let me ask you this question real quick before we get into it. What? 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 Um, I, I have. A, I have good enough. Good enough form to do a snatch. Um, what other accessory work? What other things should I be doing weekly if I want to just? Um, Work on my snatch. What are some other movements? Snatch balances. Snack. Can you show me one of those, um, Susa? What, what what's a snatch balance? Uh, what about overhead squats? Is That's overhead- also also great. But you can snatch balance into your overhead squat. Is that where you like you're in a hang? Uh, oh, no. is that one of the bars like this, and you just drop to the bottom? Yes, oh yeah, sir. show me. Show. It, oh, it is. Okay, you're pulling one up, Susa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's our it's our it's our good friend too here, Mister. Oh, okay, yeah. Hogan oh, beautiful. Look at him. Boom. Okay. The more you snatch balance, the more you will snatch. It's like clockwork. Snatch balance. Do you do those, Brian? Uh, I have in the past. All right. So he doesn't do them. <laughs> How often do you do those, John? I mean, I don't need to work on snatch a lot, so 
not very much. But Damn. I did when I was trying to be good at Snatch. And now you're good and, and you've moved on. Check that box. Pretty pretty much, yeah. You should you should be able to snatch balance more than you can snatch. So if you can't, then it's a deficiency. Oh, that's cool. Uh, what can you um, snatch? What's your max snatch? 285. And what's your max snatch balance? 315. How, and how did you get it up there? Did you take it? You take it off the rack? Yep. Damn. 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 Is that scary? No, you do it enough. You don't get scared anymore. Um, if you look at Haley Adams' um, sh- uh, weaknesses, is it scary? <laughs> no, it's the same weakness she's had for five years. So. Oh. <laughs> We had her on yesterday. You, and should, I, you I, should have asked her that question. Uh, I, I, I just kind of did. <laughs> I want to make sure she comes back. Um, I'm soft. Uh, you know, we had her on yesterday, and I, when I went back and looked at the research, you and I interviewed her together for two hours and 40 minutes we had her on. That was my very first uh, time on the Sevon podcast. Yeah, that was crazy because yesterday I, I, we only had her on for 30 or 44 minutes, and I was like sweating. I was like, wow, we had her on for 240. That's awesome. Burger warm up will help. I know I should know all that. I used to do all yeah, that shit. Gotta get the burger warm up. I used in. to do all that shit. Got an assault bike and everything got all fucked up. Brian, hi, good morning. Good morning. Are you trying to outsnatch Brian after he beat you on the echo bike? No, I'm I'm just <laughs> did I beat him on to... the echo bike? He only did the he did the uh assault bike and I was John, your all the stuff you sent me about that was so confusing. Oh, we can talk, talk about it later. It's, what did you? So, which one is? What do you think about the echo bike? Which one gets calories faster? If you're sprinting, an assault bike is faster. But if uh, you're just trying to hold numbers, like hold paces, as you yeah. would in a five minute interval, yeah, an echo an echo bike is easier. An echo bike is easier to hold seventy RPMs than an assault bike. Good. But if you're just trying to get thirty cows as fast as possible, an assault bike is much easier. Right, because you rev it up to high RPMs, and those just calories just start flopping over. And the better you are at that, the like it goes to the extreme. So, like if you can hit 120 RPMs on the assault bike, it it's even more advantageous than it would for somebody who can only do 110. Oh, I wonder if the, that's why the first time I got 80, because the first time I did it, I revved it up in the very beginning up to 90. And the second time I didn't fuck with that. I was like, I'm doing that again. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. It's yeah. Like am I doing that again? It's painful. You ever ride the assault bike, Brian? Yeah. Yeah. But it's been a while. Um, and I just, uh, you don't have one at your gym. No, we used to have them. We traded them all out for echoes bike, echo bikes a few years back. How come did, were the assault bikes breaking? Mm, it was like the year before I started coaching at full time, so I'm not really sure. But they have oh, it's worth. The, the durability of the Echo Bike for the gym setting seems to be better. Yeah, I've heard that too. The Echo Bike's much more durable than the Assault Bike. We've talked about that, Savan. You know, if you have one in your garage and you're the only person using it, I don't think it's going to matter so much. But if you have, you know, 10 classes a day coming through there and people are just using it, using it, using it, I think that the, the Echo Bike will hold up better over time. The longevity? Yeah, for sure. We're always doing stuff with the assault bikes, trying to tighten them up and everything. Do you have it the pro version at your gym, Matt? No, no, no. Oh. I just have the classic assault bike. I have the pro version. It's a fucking tank. But I would think anything with a chain is going to need more maintenance than something with a belt. 
Yeah, and just like Brian was saying, the just the use out of it, like out of one class when we do assault bike, I got nine classes going and all of those bikes are going all day. Like the use out of it is just tenfold more, hundredfold more than it would ever be at someone's home gym. Phil just gave the biggest reason ever not to use the um, Echo Bike. Echo Bike is stronger in games name. The Echo Bike is the official bike. Yeah, that means someone paid to have that. Philly B. Thank you, Phil. Get your assault bike now for the best bike in the business. I think they are better for workouts just because you're not sprinting when you're working out. You're trying to hold RPMs. I like it when so you, you think, say that you Brian starts it, to twitch a little bit. He doesn't like that. He, his he, he think that got, John, you think I would have got less calories on the salt bike than I did on the echo bike? I do. Yeah. I think for you, yes. I think for me, no. Does that so make sense? Seven actually beat me. <laughs> Brian no, we, we like don't that. know it. <laughs> but no. it, I didn't beat you, but it, it gives me like uh, my ego a place to hide. Like, well, maybe it would. There is some evidence that I did. <laughs> it's uncomparable, no, no, really. John. You you beat me by a significant amount. <laughs> you did eighty-seven and ninety-one on the machine. That's harder to get calories on that I did eighty-five and eighty. Well, you no, no, I did eighty. And, I did eighty and seventy. I thought you did eighty-seven and ninety-one. No, well, that was. I think that was that was a uh, Hiller. Yeah, that was Hiller. Oh, well. You know what the best thing about it is? A bunch of people have started doing it around yes. the world, the community, mm-hmm. and that, yes. is, that is pretty cool. That is cool. That's the best part of those challenges, especially the snatch one with a Sevon and Olivia Chris That was if, cool. If you're doing workouts that Brian and I do, you set the bar really low. <laughs> hmm. so there's been some yeah. impressive scores, but there's also been some scores pretty close to ours. I thoroughly enjoy when Brian and John fight. We'll see if we can get some of those, Heidi, today. <laughs> They're going to get feisty. Um, John, uh, can you give us, a, 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 um, give us an overview of what you've done, what you and Brian have uh, compiled here? Sure. So, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if we're pulling up the spreadsheet or we're just talking about it, but I basically went through every athlete in the games field, the individual field, and I tried to find a pattern in their workouts and what is a strength for them and what is a weakness for them. And I did that for every athlete and I went through, Dubai, Rogue, uh, Waterpalooza, and then every semifinal. And those, and then the 2021 games. That was probably the biggest one. Um, so every comp, every major competition in the last whole year, uh, went through and see if I could find a pattern, and then um, outlined a weakness and a strength for every athlete. Athlete, and I even did it for people like Tia and Justin. I know they don't really have a lot of weaknesses, but what their weakest at compared to the rest of them. Right. But where it comes in, where it's really neat is you'll see people like in the twenties and thirties of the power ranking that, uh, that Bryant's made. And like, they have this weird strength, uh, which I'm sure we'll get into, but like where they're just better than everybody in the whole world. And it's so, I don't know. It's so random, but it's true. Let's pick an athlete and kind of, um, and give me a little bit more detail of how you did that. So, so Susan should Susan, you should have the um, yeah. I just document. saw it come through. John, here. The first one I sent you is John's, and then we'll talk about the other one I sent you in a minute. Okay, so the strength and weakness games indie is what I want to bring up. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Are we starting in any particular tab? Uh, just John... women and men do not go to my predictions because that's for a later show. Yeah, don't reveal those. Go ahead and drop us a tip, and I'll show you guys John's predictions. Highest bidder we had. <laughs> so, can, can we just take someone like um, uh, Jacqueline Dahlstrom 
and tell and tell me how like how you looked at her like you would take her and, and sort of walk me through the process and, and, and is this a lot of work what you did sounds insane um i mean it took a little bit of time yeah uh so jacqueline dahlstrom i have her strength is high volume gymnastics and her weakness is machines and then if you go to the red and black red and red and green column it'll show uh, evidence of this. So for high volume gymnastics, the ring muscle up thruster workout in Dubai, it was uh, 10, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10 ring muscle ups and thrusters. And she beat everybody in that whole field in that in that workout. And then uh, Rogue, the thruster echo sprint workout. I don't know if you remember that one, but it was thrusters with 115 and then 30 cows in the echo bike and then 20 thrusters again, maybe it was 40 cows in the echo bike, but it was like 20, 30, 20. And she was almost dead last. Uh, so she is not great when it comes to machines and she is very, very good when it comes to gymnastics. Okay. So, so something that's just been revealed to me here by you saying that, so these are relative, these aren't relative to actual times, their strengths and weaknesses. They're relative to everyone else who's in the field which means that in yes. order for this data to be um, fun to play with, you had to pick competitions where you and Brian believe there was relatively, relatively the same level of competition. Yes. Yeah. And I placed higher value on like if uh, games finishes or rogue finishes because the field is what a games field would most likely represent. Okay. Um, but I, I can't tell you I can't tell you I win uh, muscle ups comp, uh, events in all my local competitions and in my garage. That's like right. Okay, you but can, I, John doesn't care. Right. No, I, yeah, I don't care. But <laughs> uh, but the the ten oh, yeah. legless rope climb event skewed everything because the hardest upper body pulling movement there is is a is a legless rope climb, unless you didn't talk about strict, like a strict ring muscle up maybe. But that was so big on the women's field. Like it was such a huge differentiator that there is a huge amount of like little gymnastic girls that made the games this year, like more than usual. So <clears throat> Susan, if you just, if you pull up that other um, document that I sent you. So while John was doing this, I was taking the stuff that we talked about a few weeks ago, which was their um, the results from this year, from the ten workouts I did this year, of which they all did these workouts, and that was one of the one of the workouts. And I made sort of I think what I would call is like a, a heat map. Um, so I saw like where they were best, where they were worst, and then I looked at the and then I, I categorized it the same way that John did. So I was you know trying to see okay, this person's three best workouts were on these. Was there a commonality amongst these three workouts? And obviously, it's relative to only these forty the 40 people in the field. And then I was trying to see when there were similarities between what John found from major competitions, like the games in Rogue and Dubai and Wadapalooza, and what I found from mostly online competitions in the open, the quarterfinals, the semifinals. And then I would say like, you know, okay, that's a really strong, that's really strong evidence that Jack and Dahlstrom is great when there's high volume upper body pulling. But the, the thing that, that started to jump out, and this is, I think what John is saying is that there were somewhere between 10 and 15 women in the field that that was the thing they excelled at was high, high, you know, upper body pulling. And, and then you say like, well, you know, why? John referred to these as little, little gymnastics girls. 
Is, is Bailey I, Rail I, I, a little? Is Bailey Rail one of those little gymnastic girls? girls? Is she? Does I, she? I mean, she's pretty lean, man. Have you seen yeah, her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like a paper airplane, totally. <laughs> so the thing, you know, so the, so one of the things that's uh, like the, the idea behind doing something like this would be that we could identify, you know, someone uh, when a workout comes out that might feature a high volume, volume pulling at the game that we might say, okay, well. That's something that we would expect Jack and Dahlstrom to do well at. But if this particular field is also really just deep in that volume of movement, now it's like, okay, she's she is good at those things. But just because she was great in that at strength and depth, where maybe there were only three or five women that were good at this particular movement or style of, of workout, now there's 15 to 20 women that might be good at this thing. Uh, because in you know, there's probably 10 to 10 to 12 that like excel in this. And that's not counting someone like Tia who's excelling at almost everything. You know, there's just always like five women at the top pretty much that are going to be in the mix. Uh, what do these color codes mean here? Green means mostly it's a top five to seven, depending on a few. Uh, yeah. Top five to seven. Uh, yellow is like, but it's not necessarily exact with the, um, with the, numbers so i didn't want someone who is like like towards the bottom you see there's more yellow instead of green so they're not really having top 10 finishes but i would still say that that's their relative strength against this field so like Paige semenza there's got you know three or four yellow tabs she didn't have anything in the top 10 well she had one tenth place finish in the rope climb so she was these were the things she was best at but i didn't you know they weren't top five finishes so i didn't put green there but yellow so like green's the best yellow's the next then orange and then red and similarly at the top you don't see a lot of red but you see some orange so even where those women are not as good their finishes are still in the low 20s instead of in the high 30s or whatever it's crazy um i was gonna say something so the people down the the greens down at the bottom are like they must be have some be some sort of specialist. Yeah, like but Carolyn when I think, Prevo. but when I think of Carolyn Prevo, Prevo, I don't think of her as a specialist at all. I think of her as like just extremely well rounded. Oh have no, you seen her deadlift? She's amazing at deadlift. Carolyn Prevo is like the greatest deadlifter. She's in like the Valiola for history. Women. Yeah, yes. She's and she's probably amazing at burpees too. She's right? good enough at burpees that. that that it didn't matter in that workout. Uh, I think yeah. that the and fact that she did that well in this workout is that the deadlift was more critical. When you say deadlift, means she's strong at it or she's good at cycling it? Both. Both. But specifically cycling it, though. So, like, Austin Maliolo did 52 reps in the 315 for 52 reps at the Rogue. How much can you deadlift 315 in two minutes? Okay. 52, beat everybody, beat all the strong men. And everybody was like, how is this little guy just doing this? Because he could do it, nobody else could. And because his arms are longer than LeBron James. Okay, 52. <laughs> Carolyn Prevo did 67. Wow. Jeez. Wow. Like, like, in two way. minutes, 225 for 67 in two minutes. Holy I, smokes. I don't think... Me and Brian combined could do sixty-seven reps, two twenty-five. Yeah, that's like a jackhammer. So that's that's one every uh, other second, one every two. That's faster than one every two seconds. Wow! Yeah. Did, so she doesn't put the does she not put the bar down in that? One point eight seconds. <laughs> does she put the bar down in that? In that? Um, I'm sure there's a video somewhere that you can. I know. Find. I'm I'm searching for it. See if we can find it. Wow, so if something like that comes up at the game, she's gonna she's gonna handle yeah. the business. So if deadlift is in the games, she she will be top three. And like 
if you go back, when we go back to my uh, spreadsheet, if they have like a little purple outline, that means they are the best. They are one of the best in the world at this particular movement. And when I said like people down at the bottom, how they have this weird specialty that just sticks out, Carolyn Brevo fits that category. And that order that you had them in there, Brian, that was your spreadsheet? The one, the previous one was mine. This one is John's. Yeah. What, what is that order that you have them in there? That's the order of how they would have scored against each other on these 10 workouts that we did a few weeks ago. Okay. Um, how do how do you want to approach this? Do you want to approach this by looking at athletes or by looking at movements or looking at workouts? Up to you. I have a third a third document that I just am sharing with um, Susan now that shows by movement. Um, let's 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 party a little bit. Let's just go straight to Tia, and and, and let's just talk about fucking how great she is. Like <laughs> like. How, let's talk about as we go through and, and we look at her strengths and weaknesses. Um, when we look at her weaknesses, how close is is anybody? <laughs> it's like just is a- Austin Maliolo close to her? <laughs> I like how it's a strong suit. Everything here, weak yeah. suit, it's just blacked out. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> she had nothing worse than fourth place finish on these on look these workouts. And I think that's kind of insane. And these are the 10 workouts from our other show. These are the 10 workouts that everyone has done. Who's who's going to the games this year, men and women, right? Yeah. These are the open and and quarterfinals workouts that like she wasn't preparing for and was probably doing just randomly on a day of training. And she still was, but it was fourth or better on every single one of them. It's, it's crazy. Uh, And I'll put this in perspective. Like Tia didn't care about any of these workouts. Like, it didn't mean anything to her. It's just something she has to do. I guarantee Mal O'Brien, these workouts meant way more to her than Tia, and she still beat her by 200 points. In workouts that suit Mal, that are really good for her. Jeez. Yeah, when, look, what um, what Haley was saying last night when Amanda asked her that question is, like, it's not lost on the athletes how, how good and, and insanely good Tia is at this point. Now, Did you understand? Were, I, I Go think ahead, you asked her, Savon, how do you beat Tia? No, no, a caller or, asked that, that. A caller asked a that. A caller asked uh, that. Yeah, and she, yeah. she said, You tell me. Like, yeah, Amanda Hari asked that. It's so true. And, and is Mal O'Brien in a similar suit? She seems to be uh, uh, quite the standout, also. I mean, if you, look at, if you look at this data, there's no one, no one can take second place from her. Right. But, but keep in mind what John just said. You know, when, when from when John's uh, studies, what he really noticed is Mal thrives on workouts where there's a high volume of transitions and the open and the quarterfinals workouts. There's a lot. There are a lot of things like that because you have a limited space where you can do the workouts. in. So these are, you know, she is proving to be very good at most things, uh, you know, even young and early in her career. But in particular, this in the gym moving between implements over and over again is something that she's just amazing at. Uh, Tori has talked to us about that. That, that basically the, the, and I'm paraphrasing him that the newer athletes aren't using the transitions to rest or to take breaks, but they are resting when they need to be in strategic points, but they're not letting the transitions dictate those rests with water, shirt off, chalking up shit like that. Did you hear that, John? What do you think about that? Can you say it again? Uh, uh, 
Ba- ba- it's okay. Uh, uh, ba- basically, because it kind of needs to be repeated because it's something we've talked about before. I think Brian and I have talked about it before that basically these newer athletes and the athletes who are staying at the top aren't letting um, resting time be dictated to them. They're not. And in the past, transitions were where people would rest, even if it was for half a second, one second, chalk up, drink water, take your shirt off, and that the newer athletes are resting when they need to. Let's say you're going to do 20 muscle ups, they might rest at seven or something and then go to 13. But in between that, those 13 muscle ups and that farmer's carry, they're not t- taking a rest. The transitions, they're not letting transitions dictate them. They've taken the, the strategy and the tactics of winning to another level. They're not letting the movements. And then Brian just said, Mal O'Brien is like she she flourishes uh, in in um in move in uh workouts where there's uh, a lot of transitions, meaning meaning she's killing it there. Yeah, I don't or implies know, that. I don't know if it's strategy though. I think that I think we're just getting fitter okay. as a whole, as a whole. Um if you look at like you could take Catherine in 2015, 2016, she was always a very fast mover. And like that, I mean, that's a skill in its own, just being a fast mover from object to object and starting quickly. And like somebody like Catherine was always really good at that. Somebody like Sarah was not good at that. Um, she wasn't a fast mover. And that's kind of a hard thing to quantify because you, you kind of just see it. But I think there's something uh, else that's that's happening uh, also. And we've talked about this on some recent episodes in a little less detail or more broadly, is that the athletes are figuring out how to make more and more movements aerobic. And I first mm-hmm. was like clued into this when they started doing the whoop uh, heart rate monitors and showing that on Rich Froning's workouts. And we've even pulled some up and showed before where he'll start doing toes to bar and his heart rate will start going down. And I've personally have experimented with the fact that if I just finish a set of thrusters and my heart rate's elevating. But the, and then if I go stand there and I think I can't, I can't jump on the pull-up bar to do the toes-to-bar yet because my heart rate's so high. Actually, if I jump up there, the toes-to-bar allows a rhythm. I've figured out how to breathe in the rhythm of the toes-to-bar as long as my midline can hang on. My, that, I think my heart rate actually might be dropping as well doing the toes-to-bar as opposed to standing there waiting. And when athletes like like Mal are coming up and and people are, you know, teaching her or coaching her through how to make more and more of these movements stuff that she can breathe through. It's actually better off for her to just start that next set than to stand there and rate and wait for the heart rate to come back. down. Hmm. Um, who, who has, which athlete has the, um, the, the least balance. Does that question work? Meaning, meaning they, they're, they're, they're on the most extremes. Um, oh, there's actually a lot, but I think John will probably be able to pick out one or two. Do you want to like uh, like good athletes or athletes that are just kind of there? either anyone? There, I mean, at, at this point, if you're if as long as you're not from oh, careful, Sebi. Okay, <laughs> as long as you're not from South America or Asia, you're good. Absolutely. So, so I, I mean, hey, Roman, Roman's from Asia, so all right, fine, Roman. He's he's pretty good. good. I would probably say Guillermo. Wow, because and only because Guy. And the reason why I say him is because he's one of the top athletes. So the extreme sticks out a little bit more um, as, as far as the men go. We can get on the women and talk about them too. But like, because Guillermo, it's almost an automatic win. You know what I mean? If it's a strength event, he's going to win. He's that much above everybody else. John, So the last initial in his name is an E. Okay, Brian. Well, you have access to the document too. Guillermo. <laughs> What do you mean? There is an E. What? 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 He's called Guillermo. Yeah. No. Oh, Guillermo. He's called Guy. 
Gee, Mount Harrows. <laughs> At least he's got a vowel in there. A quesadilla. <laughs> but when a guy when a guy can finish in the top ten, and he's exciting like Gee is, like his extremes stick out a little bit more. If he comes is, in, is there another 20, athlete where they're guaranteed to win besides uh, Tia? Where you could say that about them? Like maybe. What do you mean guaranteed to win? Well, but if it's going to be a snatch, Gee's going to win it. I don't know if you can say that about any of the other 80 athletes. Any, anybody, athletes. anybody in purple, it's a guarantee just about. Okay, okay. Wow, Roman's that good at machines. Yeah. John, tell him how good he is. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Sorry. So <laughs> we'll come back to that. Strength. We'll come back to that. I want to keep you on Gee. I want to okay. keep you on Gee. I'm so sorry. This is really fucking getting cool. Okay, Yanakoski is a, the swimmer. Wow, Hopper has a guarantee. Tuda has it. Wow. Colton. <laughs> can't believe you didn't start with colton okay let's let's finish up with gee okay so gee's that good at um is, is gee that bad at long distance you're saying if something goes over 20 minutes um he, he he's finishing in the in the bottom 10 i'm saying he finishes lower than 20th okay mm. um, i think one of the big questions for gee this year is how much better has he gotten in that time domain and that's yeah. going to be the difference between if he's able to improve on the seventh place finish from last year or not because he's still going to hit home runs. Wow, this I'm starting to really like this document. This is cool. What um how about does it does it get John as I um and and Brian if I go if I say a 25 minute does that start pushing him I, down even further or does he have a threshold at 20 minutes that he's, it doesn't get worse for him? I I mean, I would say after 20 minutes he is Question. what he is. Uh okay. because once it's aerobic, everybody falls into place and after 20 minutes you're going to be you hold whatever you can hold 20 minutes for an hour. You know what I mean? And this is where the, you know, the, the thing that you were talking about, you know, being great at a ring muscle ups in your local competition comes into play. He won the hour long workout in, in, at Copa Sur. In Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. At the semifinal, at the South American semifinal. So that's obviously great. You can't do any better than winning the event, but I, if that same event shows up at the games, are we expecting He's, him to win it? No, no. The time he put up in Brazil would have been 28th at the games. Hmm. Which is consistent with his twenty seventh from that longer event. Wait, how do how, how how do you know that? Oh, I mean, I just threw that out there, guys. I, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I just made that up. Yeah. No, I was. I'm just saying, if we did the same event, he would come in like place like twenty eighth. Is all is all I was saying. I didn't even know. I didn't even look at the twenty seventh over there. So that we were just trusting the science over here. We okay. <laughs> so so that's what we need to look at for Gee. Day one is going to be huge. A huge data point for us um, potentially. There's okay. always he's, he's, there's always he's not chance. a bad swimmer. He's not a bad swimmer. So if the if there's an endurance swimming event, he he will do better than he would if there was like a running event. Um. Okay. Let's go. Let, let's go. De- let's look at Roman's uh, purple. Uh, for those of you who weren't following, and, and I know this is a lot. I'm just starting to understand it. But purple basically means these people are so fucking good at, at these uh, movements. Um, this domain that they're they're almost guaranteed a first place. And now if it comes up at the games, which is kind of crazy to say about the games, right? That you yeah. can go there and have something that you're going to win. That's why it's in purple. But I did not. It, you had to be lower than the top five because the top five people, like Vellner and Fakowski and Medeiros, will all probably win a handful of events just because they're that fit. So I, I did not outline anybody in purple. Because then it would just be the whole top five. You know what I mean? 
Right. Well, it is interesting with Medeiros. Did he have the fewest first place finishes of any games winner no. in the history of the games? No. He he tied. With who? Matthew Fraser. Wow. Okay. Matt Fraser, 2016. One wow. first place, seven second place finishes. Yeah. If you want to add up the seconds, wow. though, he he didn't tie. So. Okay. And, and and was that Matt's first year winning the games? Second. First. first. And that was Justin's first. Okay. So so so. That'll be fun to watch what Justin does. Uh, the next this year. year, just for reference for anyone, the next year Fraser won four events at the games, and the year after that he only won two. So you don't have to win a ton of events necessarily to win the games. But what Justin did last year that Fraser also did is he had very very few finishes outside the top ten. So so Fraser went two and sixteen, four and seventeen, two and eighteen, one and fourteen, one and fifteen, one and sixteen, four and seventeen, two and eighteen. Six and nineteen. That was, but you know, the cuts. There's these getting easier and easier to win against this smaller and smaller field. Uh, Fourteen in two thousand twenty. Wow. <laughs> he won. He won fourteen events. Four in stage one. All the and, CrossFit ones, not the specialty ones, and ten of the uh, twelve, I think, at the ranch. I, oh, I was thinking. I was thinking about this. Uh, whenever CrossFit's forty years from now, in the year twenty sixty. It's going to be like a Wilt Chamberlain record that can never be broken because it will never be like that ever again. What do you mean, monkeypox is get is is here? That's <laughs> seven. You think that's a, that's crazy? Listen to Tia. Okay. She, she started in 2016. First year she had two. Next year she had two. 2018, her first. Or she had two. 2019, five. Fraser had six that year. 2020, she had 13 to Fraser's. What did I say? 14. Mm-hmm. And then last mm-hmm. year, in a much more you know standard games field, obviously there were still some cuts. She had nine. That's that wow. the nine she had last year is the, that's the most impressive number that anyone's ever had, in my opinion. Yeah, it was, a, it was a full uh, slate of games with the full field. <laughs> I know they cut down to, uh, and she did win 20. 11, 12, 13, and fifteen. So she was winning the back half workouts against a smaller field. But I don't think anyone that got cut was going to beat her in those anyways. That's more of a testament to the fact that she's basically just getting better as the weekend goes on, like Rich used to do back in the early two thousand tens. I do think though, the first that- year Tia. Sorry, John, real quick. Uh, the first year two thousand sixteen was uh, Tia's first year, and 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 that was. Um, Oh, sorry, Malo, that was, no, that was 2015 was her first year. Yeah, she didn't have any wins that year. And so to put this in perspective, 2016 was Haley Adams' first year, but she was a teen. Damn. It's crazy yeah. that Haley's only 21. I, it's just tripping on that yesterday. Seven, She's going to be a seven-year seven veteran this year. Yeah, it's crazy. Do you guys think of her as a kid, or do you think of her as a veteran? Or both? Kind of both. Yeah? Yeah, kind of both. It's I feel like I mean, people just forget about her, but she's still really, really young. Yeah, and she and she's got some salty, like veteran, like confidence too. She she Mal, doesn't she doesn't act like a kid. Mal will be like that in five years too, though. You're not gonna like in five years. Mal's gonna be 22, 23. It's a tough. I mean, it's a, it's this conversation has basically been sparked Crazy. by the title of the documentary from last year of Next Gen because that's tough to say. Like, what is the next gen? Like it's pretty obvious to say Mal O'Brien and Emma Carey are the next gen because they're 18 years old and they've got you know one year of experience at the games and now Mal's about to have two. But when you have someone like 
um, Saxon Panchik, who is in his mid-20s and is already coming to his fifth games, and you're comparing him to someone like Lazar Jukic, who's the same age, coming into his second games, which one of those is next-gen? Or Three. either of them, or none of them. Does right. Ricky count as next-gen? He's only his second games. So it doesn't. So it's it's tough to say if you're talking about uh, age or experience or both. Uh, you know, so there's not there's a lot of gray area about what is a what is a veteran compared to what's a. And and then you have people like Kerstetter. Uh, is is she the next next gen? Yeah, good point. Like where where does she where does she go? Is she going to the? She's not going to the games, right? She's doing the team. Not thing. not this year. And then next yeah. year next year she's going to. Man. That's yeah. <laughs> Hebner he, he, he said she was going to. Yeah, no, I think she, I, think I so. definitely think she's going to qualify. Okay, I, let's go. Let's go. Let's go back over to the boys again and go through those purple. I really like doing that. That's cool. Okay, so we have Gee's super strong, um, but but uh, what we need, what we're concerned about, is is uh, anything over twenty minutes. Uh, Roman, the machines. Um, what does that mean exactly? What what if it's a machine and something he's what, what's he not good at? There is not a machine that he is not either one or two in the whole entire field. But I mean, what other uh, domain, what other movements is he not good at? He's not good at the snatch. And that's, that's really the only thing it used to be strength in general, but he put on like 30 pounds. Um, he weighs like 220 now. They, in, in Dubai, people like Lazar and uh, Ricky, they asked him about Roman. They're like, oh, Roman is huge. Like he looks like a middle linebacker in person. So if uh, someone like Adrian sees this and that somehow gets into his brain that and he, he, let's say just accidentally he could put an echo bike snatch workout and now we have something really but it balanced. Depends. If okay. the bike snatch it's workout is cycling the snatch he's going to be fine. If it's a snatch ladder ending at a like a, a 285 plus he might not finish it. Right. Yeah. So right. it could be a snatch ladder with a bike at the end if he can't get to the bike he's fucked. Yeah. Oh man, that would be a crazy that would, dude, John. That would be a crazy twist on a workout, like a snatch ladder plus ten cal bike or twenty cal bike at the end. Oh, I think you have to make it thirty. I 30. think you have to make it make it hurt a little bit. Twenty cal's is done. What he meant to say, Brian, is he? I have to argue with you. No, no, he's right. There should <laughs> I, be a I, higher I know, number, I'm but joking. I'm just coming up with this idea. That like, would be that would be crazy. The next though. evolution of a of a snatch or clean injured ladder or something like that might be where then there's like a cash out on a on a machine or something at the end of the workout. And and, and maybe maybe skier because it's because of the direction of the pool. You, who have you been listening to, Savan? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I've been doing. I've been. I've just been getting slightly smarter. Like in English. that was good. That was good. Thank hey, you. Thank you, Savan. Look at yes. look at Roman's one k row on the green. Okay, two forty eight. <laughs> my two k my two k row was seven forty nine the other day. Holy now, shit! I put that in perspective. When Holy you row shit. and you see the five hundred meter pace. For everybody, yeah. he's yeah. holding a 124. For oh, one, my for goodness. 1, yeah, for me, that's a really slow 500. That's like, hey, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm TikToking. Nobody else, <laughs> wow. Nobody else in the world can do, well, in the CrossFit <laughs> world can do this. Yeah, that's savage. That's the closest crazy. person is Hopper. Yeah. Um, what about, what about, uh, how does that translate into, into other stuff? Because we did see Ricky put it to him. And uh, Dubai, and I think that was a skier run event. You're right, but look at Ricky; he's got purple on his name too. Mm-hmm. All, all right, all right, all right. Uh, we'll get down. We'll get to Ricky soon. Um, uh, Ricky Garrard. Oh, there we are, right there. Long endurance, especially <laughs> running. 
versus Ricky. Ricky. So I, I, Ricky is probably the best runner in, in, in all of CrossFit. I don't think maybe maybe not in a sprint, but in a distance. No, no distance running. Yeah. Distance running. Uh, Even out of the the women too. Even out of the, okay. Yeah. So, so day one is going to be important for Ricky too. I mean, th- theoretically, you're assuming that's the- that there's a long event on day one. Well, I we mean, talked to Boz yesterday, so yeah, yeah, did yeah. Say, Brian, did you say that we no. did. It just no. being cut out. He <laughs> said the first three events, and they just couldn't get it out out into the <laughs> public. Cut, cut out. The windows are huge for uh, the two of the windows are massive for day one, right? Yes, but it could be a, it could be a massive window because it's a 15 minute workout in the running heats of 10. And so they have eight heats plus the teams are doing the 12 heats of 15 minutes. That adds up. That's three hours, not including transitions. Or it could be a massive start and a two-hour event for all the men and women at once, followed by the teams going for you know a two-hour workout or whatever. So Ricky and Guy are flip-flopped. Um, they are. But, I mean, Ricky's been working on it, but they are, yes. Uh, we have a five. We have a five-hour window when we start the CrossFit Games on August third, and then I don't know what the, we're going to do in one hour in the middle of the day with both of them too. That's going to be like the broad jump. And in case and, people are, <laughs> in case people are curious, Ricky's five k was seventeen thirty something. So you can do the wow. math on that. In five k is three miles. Yeah, three point two. Okay, so that's under a six-minute uh, pace. No. It's like a six fifteen pace. Oh no, 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 you're right, you're right. Yeah, under yeah, never mind. I'm sorry. Crazy. Five fifty. Yeah, That's crazy. Insane. All right, let's let's go back to that list. I like it that I like it that Ricky and Gear flip flop. This is cool. Uh, Yanikowski swimming. And, and, and we, so, so something to note: we know all of that other shit's going to be in the games. We don't know 100% of swimming is going to be in there, right? I would be surprised if it wasn't. Yeah, me too. I would be surprised too. But this but, also but- has – this is actually a pretty good men's field for swimming. There's a guy – There's uh, Guillaume Briant from France is a very, very good swimmer. Lazar is a good swimmer. The longer the swim is, I think it's harder for people to keep up with Yona. But if it's a interval-style swimming or a little bit of a shorter swim, there's some uh, yeah, there's wait- some other good swimmers here. And length comes into play much more when it's a shorter swim. So, like somebody like Hopper will do better in something like that, where you can just kind of be explosive. Uh, I mean, Fakowski would probably win an interval. You, would you think? You think Fakowski beat Koski in an interval? Dude, swim? I wish I, I would have loved to have seen Fakowski do swim and stuff work up. I, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I, I kind of am hopeful that they're doing a workout similar to that because we only got to see such a small number of athletes do it in 2020. And then, I mean, and I was sitting there like, man, especially on the women's side where there's probably even a little bit more depth in terms of swimmers, like to see someone like Amanda Barnhart do that against mm-hmm. Tia, I think would have been cool. So maybe Boz thought the same and he'll bring back something similar to that where you're in the pool plus some other objects and then, you know, coming back or whatever. Was swimming stuff the GHD D ball uh, slam? Mm-hmm. slam? Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you could visually see Tia pass people up in the pool, if you could just see that across a line of like 20 people. Why would Fikowski be good at that? Does, he's good at the GHD? He's a swimmer. So you could make up a lot of time on the bike and the on the other side of the pool. 
so he might, and then he could probably hit the bike pretty hard, get in the water and still swim as fast as most of the guys, uh, that it might negate the, the GHD speed. I mean, uh, same the, reason Quant was good at it. Just Fikowski's better than Quant. Uh, this guy, uh, Bront, what was his name? Guillermo Bront? I think someone sent me a DM saying he's on, he was on the national swim team. So he's like really good. Yeah, he's very he's a very good swimmer. I would ex- uh, in in almost any swimming event, I'm expecting him to have a worst to top five. Uh, and 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 Yanakoski looks like to be the opposite of our, our friend Mr. Vellner. He's great at swimming, but not so good at heavy lifting. I don't know if that's opposite, but sure. Uh, would, I mean, I, I think Vellner's pretty damn strong. I think he's overlooked. He's 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 top ten, right? Top eight, he, top seven. Yeah, he's he's strong enough, but he's not gonna win. A well, what, event. basically, what you're saying here, Savan, is there there are a lot of athletes who excel at the long stuff and they struggle at the heavy stuff, or the other way around. And if, but if you look at the you know at the top of the of the leaderboards, the people that are winning regularly, they're good at both. Okay, so who would you right? Who would you pick as the opposite of Yanikoski? Who's 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 not so good at swimming? Uh, Colton. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I can't believe you came up with that name. <laughs> so I only I know two like, athletes, Vellner and Colton. So I, I always try to stick them in somewhere. <laughs> I like how you put anatomy as his weakness. Oh shit! What's going on with that? <laughs> oh shit! We're canceled. We're gonna get fucking oh, I canceled. Not, I don't mean that in any type of personal way. Uh, uh, you that. didn't it doesn't matter person, what you meant person. it's 2022 well, hey, hey that's so, true though that dick slice does slow him down a little bit right yeah. nice so, save, a lot between the legs to slow him down so if you if you colton. go back and, if you go look at the semifinal colton was in first place going into the legless rope climb event and i felt so bad for him hey he should have won that he doesn't even have any legs oh <laughs> As slow as he was in that legless rope climb event, there's no way he could have gone faster. And it's just it's it's a pain. But look look at Alyssa's a, a good Christian. She spells Jesus with a G, and then she gets a pass. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus John. Okay, we'll get down to that. We'll have to punish John for that. But later. like running, swimming, uh, bike sprinting, all of that is just because he's small. Yeah, his and anatomy, his anatomy. And that's where he's weak. He's weak at everything that invo- because he is small. And it's and it's more more or less. I'm not sure how he characterized it for um, Brent in this chart, but it's similar. Where, uh, yeah, he also wrote anatomy under. Yeah, go Brent up to Brent Fikowski. I put the but same. It's like thing the opposite kind of anatomy. If you like, we've I've done this. He has a small before. dick. You're saying Fikowski is a small <laughs> dick. Doesn't translate well to high volume pull ups apparently. But he just has it in parentheses there. That was the whole thing on the other one. Yeah, we'll get to this. We're not Jeez, done with John. We might have to we might have to find someone else for those two shows we have John scheduled for later this week. Yeah, Colin's popping up in the comment section soon. I'm gonna have to go over to Reddit and see how how they tolerate <laughs> this shit from John, what the vote is over there. Uh, uh Mr. Hopper. Um so uh l- let me just ask you this before we go into Jason's thing. Do you think Jason's gonna finish better this year than last year at the CrossFit Games? John. Uh yeah. Brian, definitely. So the orange, the orange, uh, I kind of tiered them with the colors and the orange is anybody that I think could make the top 10. They all have the ability to be in the top 10. I don't see an orange. It's yellow. 
That's a yellow. Yeah. Oh, okay. Orange okay. Yellow. Okay. So okay. So okay. So those top thirteen, any one of those can be in the top ten. You think? Yeah. And, I, and he's yeah. omitting Vino, who was eighth last year, and he's omitting uh, Dallin Pepper and or Noah Olson, who was tenth, and Dallin Pepper, who a lot of guys have a high outlook on. Yeah. What is Dallin Pepper's weakness? Sorry, we're off track here. Is it his just his age? The fact this is his first games. He's going to be surprised um, by some shit, or is it his skill level? No, I, I mean, I just anything with high volume gymnastics, he's not he's not winning those workouts. He's not necessarily bad at them. He's actually very well rounded, but that is where he was the weakest was high volume <laughs> gymnastics. What does it say in the red, Sousa? Because I can say the workouts once I see it in the red. Oh, excuse me. For Dallin, it's a twentieth the handstand walk shuttle run sprint. Yeah, so he's not he's not a great handstand walker. And I remember when you had Danielle Brandon on, she was yeah. like, "I'm not I'm not going to put Dallin oh, on blast for what he sucks at." Right. He's, he's not a great handstand walker. John's got no problem blasting him. <laughs> well, that the good news is, is it sounds like they're doing their training sessions together. And I don't I don't know how long it takes to improve your handstand walk, but if they continue and she stays down there, maybe he'll he'll get some skills uh, from her. Maybe. I'm not sure how easy it is to improve that. I mean, Tia trained with uh, Fraser for an entire year. Fraser's a beast on his hands, and she was, you know, even after doing that, she wasn't uh, necessarily catching up to the to the field. You say okay. that, but she was fourth in the handstand walk in the uh, in 2021. Yeah. I know, but so, I, th- I feel like last year of all the handstand walking events that have been tested, it was like shoulder endurance more than handstand walking that was being tested because it was long and, and very challenging. Plus execution, there were a lot of people that just screwed up by going too early. I'm seeing a copy and paste here with Roman and Jason. How can Roman be guaranteed a first on machines and Jason? Anything, Jason Hopper with a Y. Anything no, with said, machines, see, especially no. high power output. Because um, I don't really know who would win out of them, too. I think Roman would. Mm. But Hopper is right there with him. And notice I put long endurance next to Roman, too. So yeah. the longer the it, the longer the workout goes, the more advanced he would win over Hopper. But it would be a, it would be a really, really fun if it ends up having a, a workout that's machine dependent and they're in the same heat. Like yeah. I'm basically praying that that happens. Yeah, because those two are head and heels above everybody else, and it's not close. Wow. What? Um. What the the obvious is um, mass makes people good at machines, but what are the other things? What are like the nuances? First of all, I'd say they're head and shoulders above head and heels. A little extreme. Okay, head and shoulders. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got a shampoo sponsorship? Like, just, just, just like <laughs> sayings. What, what makes these guys so much better? Paint ability to, ability to suffer. Athleticism. Is there any athleticism in the in the um, uh, machines? Just ability to transfer power to the machine. I mean, size does play a huge role, but you tr- it's a, something that you train. Like power output is trained. You can get better at power output by just training it, and they are better than everybody else at it. Brian, do you, I noticed you muted yourself and you were looking up. Are your neighbors fucking up there? Like you were like, <laughs> I know I live on the top floor. They're doing some work uh, on the roof. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, all right. Uh Brian, Brian, what do you? Why do you think that they're so good? He, uh, he, uh, t- I mean, they both have ver- they both have they're both some of the bigger athletes in the field. They both have a super high uh, volume of fitness anyway, and they have a high pain tolerance. And you have to have all three of those things if you're going to be the best in the world at that at, a, at the power output on the machines. 
So, you know, and that's what was, I say that, but like, I was, I'll be, I'm really curious. I do hope that there's a workout that's of a, like a kind of a shorter time domain that, that has high volume or, or power output being the kind of the critical factor. Cause I was so, so blown away by what Mal did on the echo bike at the granite games. And I want to see if she can be, if she's actually found a way, she's very small. She's a small athlete relative to the field. She's below average size. Mm -hmm. And I, and if she's found a way at that size to be in the top of the field, uh, in a, like a five minute or less workout, that's machine dependent. That is going to kind of, I'm going to have to reframe the way I think about that. Tell us what she did. Tell us. I don't know why you're, why, why you're blown away with that. It's 70 cows. That's an endurance thing. It's right, not, right, right, it's right. not transferring pow- explosive power. I, I think people misconstrue this. No, no. So I wouldn't have been surprised in that workout if she'd been able to maintain a pace against some of the, the bigger athletes in that field, like Emily Rolfe, for example, who's you know also fairly good in, a, in an endurance style event. But she was basically blowing them away. I mean, it was like 20% better on that portion of the workout than some of those women who got there before her and she left before them. That's what surprised me about it. So I'm curious to see if there's a five-minute workout that's heavy on the echo bike, if she'll also be dominant this year, where last year was her biggest weakness. That's fair. We need another basically we need another you want another data point. Yeah, and I and and you know that is the one like we we try to do the best we can with this, but some of these athletes we just don't have a ton of data on. I mean um, And you also know where she trains, so it's no surprise that they're fucking banging the machines. Oh, high volume pooling. So, so if if the workout were um, skier uh, rope climbs, yep. Uh, the, the the that's what that's like. Oh shit, you got something really good for Jason. Maybe not something not so good. Oh, uh, yes, yes. He'd be good on the machines. The 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 pulling. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So if well, Adrian that's saw what that- I mean. This is we had a workout like this last year, more or less. It was the rope climb skier. Uh, who's it been, the It's been five. And, oh, and Chase. I was I was watching this event. That's, he had to be it. escorted off the field, right? But I will say, yes, he mm-hmm. did. Yeah, I I think he that was just an execution error. He came out way too hot on that. You one. call it what you want, John. That it's a perfect example. Yeah, but it's a, no, it's a, it was a great workout because you know you could fall into a trap in any one of the three areas potentially. But it, at least that's what I thought initially. That bag basically was irrelevant for for most athletes. I I was watching the workout back and I thought. And I wonder if Dave would have thought this also watching it, that relative to the other two movements, he might have had them do like a, a little bit further distance uh, with the bag, maybe like do a down back down in each of the segments that they were advancing it because they most of the guys and the women would just pick it up and kind of like not even need to get a really good grip on it and just like muscle it across the, the way for five to seven seconds. And then they'd just be back on the rope climbs and the skier. And so that workout, you could actually make up like it, it for some of the best best athletes it was coming down to the ski where you can make up the difference uh it was kind of cool to watch him implode like that mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean it would have been cooler to see him win it that's but- exactly why i think that uh he'll do a lot better this year i don't think you're gonna see him have workouts where that happens to him this time around yeah i love like fraser said this and i i think it's so true he's like you got 19th and you were the biggest idiot in the whole competition as far as how you executed your workouts. God, I hope he's 19, but we will see some people implode. Maybe it's Dallin's year. (laughs) Dallin's pretty calm and collected when he worked, when he's in competition. 
Yeah, I, don't uh, think, da- I think Dallin will. I think Dallin's uh, in the top top tier of men in terms of execution of workouts already. What's the highest anyone's ever finished um, uh, as as a rookie at the CrossFit Games? Second. <clears throat> who, who is that? Uh, Rich and Matt. Wow, both of them. Antia. Antia. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were just talking about men. But. Laura. Laura, her rookie year, Laura Horvat. Mm-hmm. So this, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, and I mean, look, Velner and Fikowski weren't too far behind that. Like, there are rookies that can have top. And Sarah five. was in first to the last event her rookie year. Yeah, so there, you know, because for some of these athletes, I wouldn't not, not say this is not the case for a rich Matt Tia, but for you know Fikowski, this is a good example. Like the qualifying process was so hard for him because of the the anatomy and the nature of the in the gym style workouts that were at regionals. Once he got to the games, he was able to express the full breadth of what he's really excels at. And so you see him rise rise up to the top. And every year that there's been a more traditional games format, he's right up there at the top. Um, um, uh, Sarah was in second place going into – or in first place going into the final event. What year was that? 2015. She kept failing the handstand, the parallel mm-hmm. handstand. For yeah. I remember yeah. thinking that when I was doing the behind the scenes that year that she was going to be the next Rich Froning. I was like, holy shit. You said it like 18 times in the behind the scenes. Yeah. <laughs> said everybody, he said everybody should be scared of Sarah, huh? He said it to everybody. Man, oh, man. Uh, Tudor Magda, the lowest guy that uh, – the first guy that we've uh, talked to who's in the red. That means they're going to shit the bed at the games. I'm so excited. Uh, I think we got confirmation this morning that we are going to have Tudor Magda on the show on Thursday. Uh, sorry, on Friday. On Friday, after uh, day after uh, event uh, one, two, and three, after the first day of the CrossFit Games, Thursday, Thursday, it is Thursday. Yeah, because they'll go Wednesday is going to start, and then oh, okay, okay, sorry, so, we'll so it is Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, yeah. So I'm so excited it, uh, that we're going to have him on. So don't anyone say anything too mean about him. By the way, there's no oh, cool. Is it, did you guys confirm with Adrian? There's only three events on day one. No, he no, wouldn't give us. Got, he didn't yeah, give us anything. We got nothing out of him. I know, but I just was. If I had said uh, there could be more than three events on day one, you'd say like, "Oh no, we talked to Adrian." <laughs> oh well, we would have said that too oh, yeah, anyway. Yeah. We would have said that also. <laughs> that was in our text thread. Yeah. Uh, but so I'm so I'm I'm stoked. Uh, Tudor Magda, max strength handstand uh, walking. Um, so this is the guy. You think this is the guy that's going to compete with Guy uh, in the strength in the strength movements? Um, no, he's in purple because of the handstand walking. Um, he just has two strengths that stuck out in the – I can't like highlight half of the column, so I'm not technological enough for that. So he's in purple because of the handstand walking. He should be really good at the max out strength stuff, but not. he's not going to compete with Guy. No. How, how good is his handstand walking? He really is like the best in the field, guaranteed? Uh, he – blew me away in the semifinal the way he was handstand walking um we don't have a lot of data points for him but i expect if handstand walking like if event eight was just handstand walking he should be in the top three Uh, are there any is there who's the second best at handstand walking in the in the field at the games at a man medeiros has always done great in the handstand walking but um and saxon's really good at handstand walking there's not really anybody that's kind of like way better than everybody else there's no danielle brandon okay and who's better out of danielle and tudor danielle she oh she is i i would say danielle is the best handstand walker in all of crossfit history i don't know anybody better than her (laughs) Uh, brian 
I'm not going to dispute that. All right. Uh, and and uh, and Tudor's weakness is a uh, machine power output, mm-hmm. and that's not good, right? That's not good for a lot of reasons. Ah, uh, sure. Like if you're going to have a weakness, that's not the one you want. I don't know. I would argue uh, long endurance would be the one you wouldn't want. I mean, that, I would say just just a, a sake of a uh, comparison. I would say that last year at the games, Mal O'Brien's weakness was machine power output, and she plays seven. Uh, how how many how many events at the games last year had machines in them? Well, depends. If you count the rowing in the last event, then I think there were three because they had the echo bike snatch, they had the ski rope climb Husa Valkyrie, and then they had the 600-meter row buy-in before 90 chest bar pull-ups and some lunging. But that row that row meant nothing. <clears throat> That's a, Yeah, so there, there were three machines. But and the ski, the ski was of more met. of just – yeah, uh, the ski was more of just pacing, though, like an actual workout, just how kind of fit I thought that too, are. but when I went back and watched it, that's where Fikowski was, was making moves on guys, was on the ski arc. yeah. But Fikowski yeah. always is good at this game. Like, he's fitter. I know, he's but one you, of the could, you, people could, in the world. you could take advantage of that strength and make moves on the ski erg in that workout. You could take advantage of a strength on a bike, and that could be a deciding factor on the echo bike snatch workout. You could not have rode fast enough to make up for a deficiency in handstand in, in, in a chest of our pull-ups. No, but I'm saying you're not going to come in 35th place. Because you're skiing three seconds slower than Tukowski. And I'm saying that you could be in 35th place on the last workout, even if you were the best rower in the field. So the mach- there were three machine workouts, but I, I think the, that the machines were only relevant in two of them. Yeah, I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying it's not – it doesn't apply to his weakness here. We're just pretending to argue for Heidi's sake. Yeah, thank you. You're a good dude. Hey, I'm, I thinking, more of the, I'm thinking more of the fact as just a correlate. That the people who win the CrossFit Games, the top five people who are in the top five, they're fucking good at the machines. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with you on there, but that's not it's not the end all be all. Uh Colt Colton Merton's um high rep movement squat strength. So give me an example of something he's guaranteed to win at if we see it pop up at the games. This this uh hand or this uh high rep movement. So if it's uh like crossfitty, any like uh like a Fran type workout, anything that's like a a crossfitty in the gym type workout. John, let me ask you this one. One of my a chance to win a regional workout we actually talked about this earlier this year also. Front squats, hand, strict handstand pushups, and burpees. Cold yeah, he hand. would win he would win that all day. I don't Fro- see say it again, front squats, handstand pushups, and what? Burpees. It went 21, 18, 15, 12, 9, 6, 3. Yes, Brian. Yes. Yeah, this this was a regional workout in 2017, 2016. 20, yeah. Uh, 2014, and, uh, actually. Okay, way back when. Uh, did you just do that recently? Is that why I popped? Up? No, I was. I went to. That was the one year I went to regionals as a fan in Navy Pier in Chicago. Here, and I remember watching that workout. That's a brutal. It just stopped people in their tracks. I still think it's the. I mean, it maybe it's just because it's such a bad skill set for me, heavy front squats and strict handstand pushups. But I still think that's one of the hardest workouts I've ever seen at regionals. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see that workout at the games. Like I've been thinking that Adrian might throw back to some stuff from, from the past. And it doesn't necessarily have to be old games events. Like that would be a, I think that would be a very relevant old regional test to bring back in the game setting. And we could see just how much better these guys have gotten at something like that. And you wouldn't change the weight on the front squad or anything. It would just be no, exactly it was 205. the same. No, no. Yeah, the way, I, I mean, it was, 
and you're doing 21, 18, 15, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's yeah. a lot of reps. Like, they did not need to be heavier. That was that's epic an, that's an example of a workout that, that Colton would win. And we've seen Colton Mertens win workouts similarly to that, in uh, especially the year that they had the Rogue Online Invitational. He won, I think, for both the first and last workout that year that had basically a barbell cycling gymnastics combo. Mm-hmm. And the last workout was uh, 21 9 overhead squats and deadlifts. I was and just straight he, barbell. And he beat everybody by like minutes. And in, in, in a five minute workout, he was four minutes. It was almost like friendly Fran with Fraser. Um, just because his cycle was so much faster and he's ridiculously strong. If you look at his green section, he did 365 for 30 on back squat. And I think he's the only guy in the field who can do that. Uh, I, this guy, PMI Premium Services, hey man, you are so generous and uh every i apologize for any of the times you've given 20 bucks and i haven't uh, mentioned your name but you're always in there and we seriously appreciate it uh what about something like murph yeah he wouldn't do good in that he, really i mean look at josh bridges jo- i mean I, I know josh bridges is a good runner but he's also uh, a smaller he's yeah, a smaller athlete I, I think he'd be middle of the pack just because but but would he win the put would, would colton win the push-ups uh air squats and pull-ups He'd pass people in that part of the workout, I think. Yeah, he would make his move in that part of the workout. And I, like, I think he'd get like 10 to 20. So his running is so poor that even being the best in the field at, the, at, that, at those three, uh, he, 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 he still can't be break top 10. I don't 10, look at it as it's poor. I just think everybody's really good. Oh, you're a good dude. You're a good dude. You're a good dude. You're a good dude. Uh, Let's go down to uh, Will. Fire Department Station Nine. Will Morad. Wow, Will Morad. Good on him. Yeah. So he, if you go back, he. Um, he's man. Is this like the first time we've ever talked about him on the show? Is just what well, he's that old guy. I can't believe he's still crossfitting. <laughs> he was. He had an eighty-two point deficit in the last event. And uh, and then won it and and ended up being fit. It, I think it was the biggest deficit ever that he overcame and beat James Sprague by one point. You're saying he was in sixth place by 82 points? No, 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 no. He was like in tenth place. Okay, we, sorry, tenth place. They, they they weren't even talking about him as he could possibly come up. We nobody even knew he was at the competition, and then he just got first. And 82 <laughs> points. He's literally like he, you. We we actually have to reconsider the way that we evaluate possibilities going into last event to say like mathematically down to this place is still in it because this was pretty much pushing the limits of what was possible in terms of a comeback yeah everything hit exactly perfect down the line Uh, what's the what what's the s stand for s Strict handstand push-up. Strict. Okay. So basically, and also, would you say that putting handstand push-ups as the final event is a sure way to guarantee the biggest move? If you had to pick one movement, I would and you say, really uh, wanted to be uh, like, okay, we're going to really fuck with the leaderboard, you make that as the final event, and you put it some some crazy number, you know? I think uh-huh. the heavy ladders have, have more movement. Okay. But just because they could actually st- – well, they both – because of the same reason, right? They both can stop someone. Yes. In the we, also saw, we also saw with legless rope climbs. Okay. Yes. That's another one, yeah. But like a heavy, a heavy lift, when they have heavy lifts at the end with some competitions, like if you can't do it, 
then you can't do it. You're stuck. And the clock just goes, and everyone just, and people just start passing you. Mm-hmm. Strict handstand pushups, you can rest long enough and then finish it. You just have to take longer. Legless rope climbs, even more so than strict handstand pushups, though. You just have to rest and then you can do it again. A heavy lift at the end, if you can't do it, then you're last place. And like, there's no, you're not magically going to be able to lift it. What is your favorite movement for a final event, Brian? Single movement? Yeah, like you'd like to see someone cross the finish line. Well, uh, 2022 I, I like, CrossFit Games. What do you want to see people cross the finish line doing? I like the workouts, and I think Dave's got you know gotten into a pattern of this as the last event uh, where there's a like the story tells itself moving across the floor. Yeah, so like the Fibonacci finale with the overhead walking lunges, or the yoke carry that he had with Aeneas, or obviously the lunges last year at the games, where it's like pretty clear that you can see the the leader or the eventual champion maybe making their way to towards that goal. I like what, do you have a favorite? I, I, and those you said, I like, and maybe I just like them because I've been trained to like them, but, uh, lunges and yokes, they're cool. They're cool. Fun, like, especially as they come across the field. Your favorite John. I think you're saying that just cause that's what we've seen the most. Like we've seen lunges be the last movement in a lot of different competitions just because it, it plays really good to, the story. So, yeah. And you're, and, and you're and wondering the whole time, like, are they going to put it down? Are they going to drop it? Are they going to mm-hmm. drop that barbell on the front rack? How close is the other person? Who's going to rest? And but you can see you it want so to clearly. Have that clear story. You could get right. back to like the one year, 2012, the last workout was Fran. Well, Fran, it's like just chaos on the floor. Like people are going to thrust in the pulps as fast as they can. And it's like, well, who, you know, you can't tell and boom, and everyone finished. And then I don't even think there was a starting line or stopping line to run mm-hmm. across just time. So and the camera was on Rich the whole time. Kyle Kasperbauer won. Rich is still Scott doing pull-ups, so we're looking at – ah, Maybe I'm thinking of a different one. But, you're right, uh, you're right. Scott Panchik won, but Kyle Kasperbauer maybe got second. It, yeah. 2009, same thing, right? 2009 in that chipper at the end, I think that that was a fucking complete sh- – they had the 45-pound plate overhead they lunges. lunges. for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> that workout. That right, was As insane. opposed to 2008 where they had the heavy – grace and it was chaos on the floor and you didn't know what the end results were so if you want to have a a workout where it's like holy shit everything just happened and we don't know and we have to go to the math you know you could program something like that but if you want something where it's you know easy to tell the story then yeah there's probably not much better than a lunch what would it what would a heavy grace be if if if, if, let's say event number 15 is heavy grace what would the weight be 225 Mm mm-hmm because yeah, I think we have data point for 225. Rich has done it twice. Uh, the Wall Street weightlifter just did it. If anybody's familiar with that guy, he's super strong Mario looking guy. He does uh, look like Mario. Like uh, yeah, 225 would be the. I mean, and that would be heavy. But I think that's the. Does Gee, who, do, who who wins that? Gee or to, or Tudor? Mm, maybe Adler. Oh yeah. Uh, that would actually be a super a super fun workout because guys like Medeiros and Valner. Medeiros would be very good at that workout. Is Colton in the mix there? Yeah, that, yeah. That would actually be a really fun workout for this. It would, yeah, it would. <laughs> yeah. What about the women? What would the women? Jackson Panchik would move that well. BKG would move it well. Like it would be, it would be pretty tight. I think for the the best women. Yeah. Uh, what would TM. the weight be for the? What would the weight be for the women? Yeah, uh, one five <laughs> probably. Hey. One, 155. So I think it should be heavier, but so the women are so fucking good. What's that we take out the best woman 
the 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 woman at the top is so fucking good that we take out the top woman instead of like taking out like the bottom woman. Like the, who's the, who's the who's the bottom who's the who's the bottom man in this field? Can we see at the bottom? It's oh well, I don't know if this is just a grouping. I can tell you from when we when I did the uh, composite rankings yeah. that, that we were looking at earlier, uh, Austin Spencer was. So like so the top, from the ten workouts they've done this year, I mean, all the dudes would probably finish within the time cap two twenty five grace whatever it is. But but if you make if you make that grace one sixty five for the women, some women don't finish it, right? In this field, I think that uh, they'd no, they'd all still finish. Yeah, Maybe, and not, they'd only be like there'd probably be like. Mm, two to three women that would be, you know, maybe significantly behind, but it's everybody's capable though. <clears throat> What's funny is ha- Haley would be good at that workout, and she's not even that strong. Hey, it would be cool to see them do 155. The women do that grace at 155 just to compare it to mm-hmm. um, 2008. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be cool. Fuck. <laughs> Can you imagine if Tia had a faster time on that than than Jason did back then? <laughs> Do we know it was, Jason? Squat, it was squat clean. They just squat it, clean it. Though. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say they could oh, squat, they clean, squat it. clean it. And they could kind of thruster it too. Then. Oh, I I think Tia could beat Jason in that. I don't. I don't. Tia's a monster. I think so too. What do we know Jason's time by any chance? Anyone know? Uh, we do. Give me a second. Dang. Okay, let's cruise over to the women. Damn, this show is dragging ass. Sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Hey, in a couple minutes here too, Savon, did you get the stuff that I shared there with you? Because I have to run. I'm sure some of you guys heard my GPS to fire station nine when I tried was checking how long it'll take me to get there. Just a heads up, I have to jump off in ten minutes. Um, so does uh, what did you did you send me these this this sheet? Yeah, I forwarded you all the emails that um, Brian and John sent me, so you should have access to all these spreadsheets. We're fucked. Sorry, guys. Ryan control it. Sorry, guys. We could always just end it when Susan leaves. Uh, and, and then, and then, do you want to come back and do the women? Do you want to come back and do the women? What do you mean? We haven't, we haven't done the, about the women, but we haven't done the women back and forth. Well, we haven't done the women in terms of their. Let's go over and look at the women real quick. Jason's time was two forty six. Who? She's not beating that. I think she is. She's not beating that. I don't put anything uh, past her. Uh, what which sheet is that, Souza? Um, the is aggregated Brian. aggregated strengths and weaknesses. The, the no. T- this would be is it John's um, or Brian's? It's John's at strength and weaknesses, and then in parentheses is games indie. That was the one that we had up before. Okay, I see. I see it. I then, see it. Yeah. So if you go to the there's a men's women's tab at the bottom, just don't go to their predictions. And if okay. you want to, we can we can go through everybody that's in the purple because that's probably the most significant thing to talk about. Yeah, let's do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna uh share my sheet and see if I can push. Is that me? Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Okay. Go up to the uh, top, Stefan, and change the zoom from 100 to 125. 125. This podcast uh, is more. guiding Savon through. Technical. I know. I'm uh, sorry, guys. I apologize. But you're good. You're good. Anyhow, uh, awesome. Uh, Amanda Barnhart, soon to be on the show. Daniel Brandon, soon to be on the show. Car Sanders, soon to be on the show. This is exciting. Uh, uh, Amanda Barnhart. So has she ever won a, an event at the CrossFit Games? Event nine. Last she, year? Uh, yeah, the uh, uh, spike sprint and the power snatch, 21-15-9. She's won three events at the games. That was the one she won last the sled, year. The bar muscle-up sled event she won in 2019. Yep. 
And then uh, you want to see if I can do the last one. <laughs> um, I, I thought you would get this one because it was the, it was actually the first one that came to my mind. Really? Yeah. Oh, chaos. Jerk. No, clean and no, jerk. No, no. Oh, yeah, the very first one. That was her. Yeah, yeah. She made a big move, but she yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. Touch she didn't the leaders yeah, yeah, yeah. on yeah. the like whatever that slug drag no. was. That's a, a great video for the fans if they want to look it up. What year was it, Brian? Twenty seventeen. Which clean and jerk? Chaos. Oh, the clean and jerk speed lander was 2018. <clears throat> and also chaos was 2018. So, so when you have max when you have max power output, that's your way of combining she's good at machines and uh lifting heavy shit. Yeah, and I'm I'm also talking about moving odd implements. Like it'll just say it'll say high power uh, machines next to it. If it's just machines, it's kind of like when I have high volume gymnastics on somebody, they've shown that they are good at a lot of different gymnastics. It's not just pulling she's good at the, you have it she's good at the power snatch and uh the echo bike uh and um she's ass at long runs and she's ass at long runs stefan do you know the name sarah dunsmore no i like it oh she she has i was just looking at my sheet here she had two event wins at the 2009 crossfit games but i'm not really familiar with her oh shit which events did she win the run and the sledge row Sarah Dunsmore. So shout out to Sarah Dunsmore. Yeah. Those are fucking crazy games. Talk about dirty. Uh, uh, D- um, Daniel Brandon, um, handstand walking. Hey, yeah. so if you're going to have a strength, is that the is that really not the strength you want? It's kind of it, like Janikowski's. Actually, Savan, stay tuned yeah. on that. Uh-huh. Coming up, I think tomorrow, if not tomorrow, the next day, I have an article coming out from Morning Chalk Up that I, uh, David Arsenault was at, uh, inspired for this one, talking about specifically handstand walking's relevance at the CrossFit Games. Okay. Uh, who's David Arsenault? Guy that's met on Instagram who sent me a couple. He and I wrote the Sarah Sigmund's Daughter article that came out last week about how good she's been in her career when she's healthy. And then he had an idea on the handstand walking that I was really impressed with. So I doctored it up to fit the Morning Chalk Up's kind of framework and we should have it coming out this week david arsenault today is your lucky day july 26 8 18 pacific standard time a.m and you were mentioned on the seven podcast from here your life only gets worse well that's cool uh can you give us a preview like what what would you rather be good at at the crossfit games handstand walking or swimming like does this put yep, her we in- actually compare those two Hand, directly in the, in the article okay because it it, it it well tell me this is it is it niche yeah, I, I would say yes. Yeah, like, I don't even know what that word means. <clears throat> There's an. Excuse I'll give you this example. Yeah. He, I, he wrote a lot about it, and I had to mm-hmm. kind of pick, pick and choose what I thought were the. To, to I told include. you, David, it's downhill. You came on as a superstar, and Brian's already saying you fucking a blabbermouth. Go on. No, I'm. I'm saying that he had a breath, a, a great depth of information, <clears throat> and I tried oh. to make it more concise oh. and digestible for everyone who might want to read it. All right, all right. I misunderstood. But one of the examples he gave was from the handstand walking event in 2020, where. Brooke Wells won the, that event against the, the five women there, of which were Katrin David, Zutter, and Carrie Pierce, Haley Adams, and Tia Claire Toomey. Tia got last in that workout, and you would expect that because those other four women are some of the four best in the field. Why do? What skill set is it that made Brooke Wells win that handstand walk against Katrin or Carrie or Haley? Anatomy. What was she better at? Speed. She was. Be- she wasn't. Was she stronger? <clears throat> no. Did she have a better midline? But she's no, she, she just moved faster. She's just better at walking on her hands. Like, 
that's I don't, I don't know how to quantify it in any other way. Like that was the point of his of that example. So it's what just, other what other movements does he compare it to besides swimming? We did it swimming and deadlifting. <laughs> oh, interesting. The, uh, the the reason why it's interesting with deadlifting is, and, and maybe you could say with hands. I don't know what the the correlates are to um, handstand walking and uh, swimming, but the deadlift is it's the first movement for so many of our movements, right? A pull from the floor, yeah, yeah, the, so, yeah. Thank you, the pull from the floor. So you pick something that these that's kind of an outlier to compare it to, and then something that's sort of like super foundational. And all three of those things are regularly tested at the CrossFit Games. I think that they've been tested like since we started, we did from 2011 on. And I think that they were tested like 10, 11 and 12 times over that 11 year stretch. Since, since swimming came on, has it ever not been tested? No. Since handstand walks showed up, have they ever not been tested? I can't remember. I don't think so. I I think it's been every year. And I think that the deadlift was kind of weird where there was like one year, there were two deadlift tests or something like that. But, but every year something's been pulled off the ground. A barbell has been pulled off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, I, I, I'd be curious to see what that looks like too. How many, how many events, what happens more? What was the event we were talking about where there it's, it's 50, uh, the movement that's in uh, machines. Machines are in like 15% of the workouts at the games. Roughly. I'm just doing the, the, the math roughly 15 to 20%. I wonder how, what the percentage that was is last like. year. But we remember last we year. talked about that one year where all the machines showed up in one workout the rope chipper and it didn't even, and then they almost didn't even matter. Cause it was just how fast you could pull the rope across the floor, the set across the floor at the long rope. And I, I wonder mean, the what, guy who was the best of the machine still won, but yeah. Yeah. But the guy who was in first after all the machine work, I like last, which he would have probably been last. And who is that? Who is that? Josh, Bridges. Josh Bridges. Oh, it's kind of uh, funny how it worked like opposite like that, like, but still worked out. I, I wonder how many events um, where there's pulling off the ground on average in the games, a barbell off the ground. I mean, you're well, talking about well, it doesn't have to be a barbell because, like, the Husafel bag, you have to pick it up from the ground before you carry it. Is that pulled right. from the ground? Yep, yep, yeah. yep. I think it is. But it's basically an insignificant component. Pig flip. Yeah, the pig. But these are, but they're not necessarily the critical component of the workout. Like the pig flip, yeah. If you got stuck on it, it, it was a problem. But there were 48 muscle ups in the middle of that workout. That's where it was won or lost. Same thing with the Husavel bag. So you're probably pulling things from the ground quite often, but is it a critical component of the workout? Not as often. I'd also argue it's the fastest way to um, injure yourself through overtraining as opposed to swimming, handstand walks, or machines. Pulling shit off the ground. Don't do it. Don't do, uh, don't do it. You, what? You disagree? John? I, said, I, I don't disagree. Oh yeah, yeah. I do uh, disagree with "don't do it." I think no, no. I know, I know, I know. That was how stupid. to do it safely. Yeah. I said something really smart and then fucked it up. It's, it's pretty normal for me. Um, uh, what she's shitty at is uh, Miss Brandon. She's good on her hands. She's good upside down, but the skier, the GHD, and the run. Well, so just long endurance in general, and again. This that is just but the sprint she's good at, right? She's good at a sprint, right? Yeah, but uh, yes, she's bad at long endurance. So that the details of that workout, he's just included in there as an example of a long endurance workout that she didn't do well at in recent competition. Okay, and that was the rogue event. She took nineteenth, and so how did she do last year in the uh, toes to bar uh, run event? Did she shit the bed on that? No, I think she actually did. 
fairly decent on it. I will tell you one middle second. of the. I think she was in the middle of. They, they were only yeah middle athletes. of the pack. There were only thirty athletes left at that point. Danielle Brandon doesn't have any gaping holes, huh? There's no, no like no. She's pretty well rounded, but like her weakest point would would be that. <clears throat> and that's you know, and that was the assignment assignment we were going for. Not that they're necessarily terrible, but that they're the weakest. Anything else? I didn't hear anything Brian said. Did you, John? Yeah. So what he was saying was uh, your their weakness compared relative to everything else. For instance, Tia is not bad at the machines, but if that's the thing she's the weakest at compared to to the field. Uh, in the total bar run event, she got 14th. So right in the middle, 14. Right yeah. If you if you are a um. If you are if you are a games athlete, do you want to be in Laura Horvat's position, a, a, a second alone in second place, but with fucking a, a, a major hole, a Haley Adams, a, a t- top five um, with ten years left in your career, but a major hole, or a uh, a collegiate athlete who uh, probably has, I, I don't know how old she is, let's say five years left in her career, but with no holes. Who are you talking about? I'm just comparing Damn, Danielle Brandon. Brandon to Haley Adams and Laura Horvath. Like, what do we see in the next five years from them? I mean, that's hard to say because Haley and Laura are fitter than Danielle Brandon. Um, man, Haley and Laura is interesting because their holes. They're, they're alone, right? There's no one else like them. They're alone in that kind of category. Superstars with holes. No. 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 I would say G- Gabby McGowan is in a similar category with legless rope climb. Serious. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, like that. It's like if you see a rope climb, legless rope climb, and Gabby McGow, it's like that's gonna. If there's a if there's a workout at the games this year that's dependent on the legless rope climb, I would be confident saying it'll be her worst finish. I don't think she's as bad as those as Laura is at strict handstand pushups, though. Like even if there's deficit in there. Oh no, no, no. Not, I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying she's another woman that's in the same tier of of Haley and Laura yeah. competing for a podium spot that does have a weakness that sticks out relative to. Um, Everything else. J.R. Howell, yeah. she was impressive in the Mac, if you consider that the long. Mac mile. Well, that's with a semifinal field and not a games field. So it's sim like right, I would right. and that- remember and yeah, and John in and John's kind of uh intro here, he he had said he was focusing on major competitions, and then I you know, and the counter to that is I was working focusing more on the uh, minor comp or the open quarterfinals, these types of workouts. So we're trying to see a balance across all of those things. And so, yeah, the semi, some of the semifinal workouts did get maybe a, li- a little bit looked over in that study. But like we talked about with Guy, the, you know, like his result on that running swimming workout in Brazil is not going to show up on this as a strength because we know that, that relative to that field, his performance can be very different than relative to a games field. Word. Christy Oramo O'Connell, long endurance mm-hmm. versus max power output machines. Is she, is she the smallest athlete uh, in the mm, She's not. 10? She's a smaller athlete. Oh, in the top 10, maybe. Yeah. I mean, Haley. Haley's pretty darn small. But Haley's taller than her. Um, yeah. And the other ha- thing ha- is. That, Haley you know, looks, Haley's looking strong, man. She's got some like traps going and her back looked a little bit bigger. I think she's taking 10 grams of creatine. creatine. The other thing to JR's point is. This is like this is a study based on what we've seen, but there's definitely the opportunity for someone to show up this year and and prove that that trend is going to be different for them going forward. And we're we're hopeful that we're hoping to see that. 
in some cases. Like yeah, and Fra- carry- Fraser would have a weakness of legless rope climbs after 2015, and then there's oh. no longer weakness. You know uh, I mean? Yeah, very or good point. Or whatever, but yeah. No. And we ju- we saw someone like uh, Alex Gavan uh, post on Gazan. her Instagram the other day. So I said her name. What is her name? Gazan. Gazan. What did I say? Gavan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's one of the letters at the end of the alphabet. A- A- Alex Gazan. Um, she she put thirty five pounds on her fucking back squat. PR. I mean, this is this is the thing with young kids. But Laura's issue has been around forever. Laura's, you know, go ahead, John. We haven't um, seen her get crushed, though, the way she did originally in 2019 Rogue Invitational, either 2019 or 2020, I don't know which one, but she couldn't do one rep. Every workout since, it's not, it's been a weakness and it's been her worst place finish, but she's been able to get through every single workout and it hasn't been that like huge. She can't even do it. Like we saw Haley just standing on the floor last year. Like we saw Haley just standing on the floor. Yeah. 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 Okay. But we haven't seen strict deficits either. Like that hasn't popped up in very many competitions. So I kind of hope we get that because we just haven't seen it very much. Hey, Uh, what we should put a list of 10 10 most devastating standing on the floors, like Katrin David's daughter in front of the pegboard, Laura Horvat, Hans. Well, that's that's the example I was going to bring up is, you know, in that in that rogue invitational John's talking about. They had a minimum work work requirement, and Laura couldn't meet it because she couldn't do that movement, and so she was eliminated from the competition. She was able to continue competing if she wanted, but she like they just moved her to. I think her and Margot Alvarez might have both had that happen to them, and they were just nineteenth mm-hmm. and twentieth for the rest of the competition. And then we see uh, a workout at the games, like the pegboard that year. There was no minimum work requirement, so you could try as many times as you want or not, and you could just advance in the competition. And in she that, she won case, the games that year, right? Just standing around under the pegboard, and she won the games. Yeah, she was and, awarded and, four points for it. Yeah, and Sarah kept trying. <laughs> What's bad that. though is Sarah kept trying and tired herself out for the second, the the last event, and Catherine was like super rested for that event because she just stopped. The genius so of Ben like, Bergeron. Why he's the greatest coach who ever lived. Well, no, on. no, this is exactly right. Is you need to be aware as a programmer of what's your intent with in, with having or not having a minimum work requirement. And then there's a, like there's a second theory caveat to that is is there also a uh, like a like a, a minimum effort required? Like are you allowed if there's no minimum work requirement, you're just allowed to take the workout off and say, ah, I'm just going to not do this one. It's probably going to devastate me for everything else. I'll take zero points and I'm going to crush the next three. Like, is that allowed or is that not in the spirit of competition? I don't know. Fuck the spirit of com- I think the spirit. I don't know if the spirit of competition matters uh, on uh, in the finals. Right. Finals I mean, is it's, it's, like, just, it's the same as a scoring or, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like when you're making the competition, those are things that you need to think about. Because personally, I don't want to see someone ever win the games again that can't do or is not going to try and then, and then whatever the implement is. Okay, I have another idea for you for a show, for, for some stats. So 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 that one is like a show top 10 best, like, we're, you know, best standing around getting your, just your ass kicked. Um looking like a goofball uh the other one is is i wonder how the crossfit games champions would look if we took off the best performance and worst performance of every athlete on the podium and then looked at the games if those athletes would still be at the top of the podium one two three helping get the work (laughs) i feel Uh, i bet i bet they would i don't i mean i think t i think t i think i think you're right too i think you're right 
And that and that's that's a testament to those. Uh, it would be interesting. I mean, I'm just just thinking. I, I how many points did Velner lose by last year? Eighty four. Oh wow. We did we did this we did this already. He would have still lost by twenty points. So if he took off the first and best. Yeah. Well, they both would have dropped the first place, so it wouldn't have neg- it would have been a wash. And then he gave away uh, seventy six points to Justin on the swim, so you know he. He would drop that one. Well, no, to Justin's worst workout, which was, I think, a 15. So, yeah, it wouldn't change any. Sevon, did you see the kid on Joe Rogan that's world champion might. JJ and only eats pizza and pasta? Yeah, kids can just do amazing shit. There's, like, 21-year-olds and the 23-year-olds in the NFL who live off of gummy bears and Coca-Cola. There are, I see, I see there are other world years champion. that might have made a difference, though. I've seen a world champion arm wrestler just live off of Diet Cokes. It's, um, but, uh... Let's talk to them in 20 or 30 years and see what they're doing. Let's look at that kid's dad. How about that? I think it would make a difference in the podium at some years, but I don't think it – I mean, the champion, I don't think so. I mean, maybe maybe 2017, Tia and Cara. Two points. Yeah. Possibly that. I mean, you, yeah, you're going to be looking at the closer margins of victory, right? So you want to probably look at, like, Ben Smith versus Fraser in 2015. And of course there's going to be some tight third and fourth races that we can't per- like perfectly recall. Um, uh, so let's, Rick, let's finish up with Matt in 2014. They were close. Let's look at uh Christy Arama O'Connell long endurance. She doesn't want to see. Oh, so swim kayak. So swimming's good for her. Uh, long distance run is good for her, right? She did good in the toes to bar uh, run yeah. last year, yeah. but what she doesn't want to see is the machine. She doesn't want to see a machine or a power snatch, something where it takes mass to, to specifically make sprint, happen. Specifically sprinting. And you wanted to ask about op, or, uh, who is the same, like ex, or the extremes. Yeah. She was one of the most extreme people. Every time a high-power output machine workout where it's a sprint was involved, she was always one of the last people. And then anytime it's long distance, um, anything, running, uh, swimming, anything super aerobic, she is always right there with Tia. It's always Tia winning and then her second because you can't out sprint Tia at the mm. end. But she's always like right there with her every single year. And then Tia out sprints her on the like with 100 meters left. But with the machines, she's always one of the last people. I like she correlated so hard in the extremes whenever I was looking at this i mean she's a she's a top 10 she might have the worst finish of someone that's in brian's like top 10 right a 33rd yeah um possibly depending on depending on a few other things we've already mentioned and the antithesis to her is probably danny spiegel in this field who's got you know the potential to win certain events and to take bottom tens in other events Mm -hmm. and it'll be the opposite to the ones that that christy does well uh, Emily's the same as Christy. Emily Rolf. Yeah. Let's do Danny and then we'll get to Emily. Uh uh D- Danny Spiegel, uh max out strength. So is she is she Guy? Is she is she Guy? Is she Colton Mertens? Is she here's the thing? Like who's your male not, counterpart? She's not she's not Guy <clears throat> because there's Tia. Like Tia right. makes her not Guy. Okay. <laughs> Because I think Tia can beat her in some lifting events, and Guy is basically unbeatable. As we have seen, uh, what, from what we have seen, Guy has been unbeatable in max out events. Um, Does she beat Amanda Barnhart in all the strength events? 
I think she beats Amanda in most of them. Yeah, I, I think she'll be top three in any strength event there is if it's just max out. And Ryan? should and, and and might and probably win. I'd say if there's a if there's a lifting event, soul pure lifting event, she'll be in the top five. Um, I'm just going up here. I know she's not in purple. Um, I mean, who it, else do you have though? Like there, there's Tia, Laura, De- her, and then uh, Colin Brander, and then I don't. Who else is there? I don't. I don't think Barnhart is as strong as those four. Yeah. No. I would. I would. Uh, Kara. Um, we'll see. No. No. And a one rep max. No, you're probably right. Yeah. She's. That's what I'm saying. I think she's probably top five. And uh, but her long endurance game is 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 pretty poor. How poor is it? It's pretty poor. It's it's pretty rough. I don't know. This isn't so bad. Run, echo, bike, burpee, sled push at the Granite Games, twelfth. Well, here's the thing: she has every uh, competition that's been as long as the games. She hasn't finished, so there's not a lot of data points for her. Um, in the Granite Games, she got twelfth, and this is in a semifinal. So you have to think if she's getting 12th in a semifinal field, that's more like 30th in a games field. I, I just saw an, ama- an amazing uh, text come in from a five-time world's champion. And if we're being honest, her uh, her weakness is really just durability. Who, Spiegel's? Yeah. Uh, oh, so the, meaning meaning you have concerns she she's uh, could get beat up at the games and not finish. Why is that? Is, is she old, or is she, it's just it's because uh, of her bot her anatomy? Is it an anatomy issue? I, no, I don't think so. I think she's just delicate. She's fragile. She's delicate. She, has, she just has she's trouble with getting hurt in competitions. She's like a Formula One race race car. If no, it hits pro- a pot, it, it goes fast. But if it hits a pothole, it's done. I don't really think of Danny Spiegel as a Formula One race car. Help me out here with my metaphor, Mr. Young. What would you say? Monster truck? Oh, I mean, yeah, monster truck sounds good. Very powerful, but needs a lot of maintenance. Yeah, yeah. Axle snap on that thing? Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> does she finish top 10 at the games? No. Does she win an event? Possibly. Possibly. I don't think so. Your right event shows Tia. up early in the weekend. She could definitely win it. Okay, tell me, tell me what event. Yeah, it's top make 30 the perfect, people. make the perfect event for her. I want to hear it. Max snatch, or max snatch combined with like, or like a heavy snatch combined with a handstand walk, like we saw at Wadapalooza that one year. Yeah, but she could snatch two twenty, and nobody else can do that. She's good on her hands too, and so is Brooke Wells. Colin Brander might be able to. But. There are a lot of women that are good on their hands. If it's just dependent on being good on your hands, you're not going to beat Danielle Brandon. But if there's another implement in there, there are some women that can challenge her in those workouts. And, and, and Danny's well, one of them, especially if there's a, a barbell associated with it. All right. Uh, Emily Rolf, uh, and then and then we only have one more in the purple. Oh no, no, not not true. Uh, Emily Rolf, uh, well, long in, long long endurance. Uh, where did we we saw her kill? Did she pass? Yeah. The toes to bar run the uh, running workout from last year is probably the it was the broadcast coverage was really good of this event and we could, yeah. you could clearly see her making moves throughout that workout to pick off Sam Briggs and then to hold off Tia uh, 
And no, Chris, Tia was like fifth. Chris, it was like, it Chris was... and Holti. Yeah, but it was Holta, uh, her, Briggs, and Tia were all together. No, it's and then she just did. took off. There ended up being two at the end, and I think it was her and Christy that were the top two. You basically you saw Sam Briggs' form breakdown. It was a, it would it would be a great uh, analysis for Chris Hinshaw. She was just running nice and smooth, Dude, and then all of a so, sudden she started doing this. I shit. was thinking about Chris a lot while watching that workout actually, because they had the the camera on the truck, and you could see the way that they were they had spread themselves out. It was like Haley, Christy, uh, Tia, Kristen, Haley, Rolf. Was Haley there. She was up. She was like third or fourth, and then I think she got third in that workout. And Briggs. And then uh, Briggs. She got like yeah, Briggs was there. I'm yeah, saying she Briggs, was there in the group. Yeah, she was in front of them at that point. And you and I was actually watching to see who was relaxed and what part of their bodies were compared to who was a little bit more tense. And I was think, thinking that Chris would have probably really liked that one. Uh, and her weakness, Emily Rolf, is? Strength. Strength. How bad is it? It's well, you Haley, remember that, Haley uh, Adams level. You okay. remember that uh, John said that um, – Spiegel's 12th place finish in the endure the sled workout is equivalent to t- mid twenties at the games yeah. of the top of the five women that qual- qualified from granite games. That 12th place finish is the second worst finish. Any of them had on a single event. Emily Rolf was 22nd on the lift. Okay. Okay. Is she's a, is she a former triathlete? Did I, did I see she's former something swim run something? Uh, I'm you not know? entirely sure what know. her endurance background is, but she's, top three in endurance events that they whatever she's doing likely. it's it's working uh she's who, who are the other two christy uh emily and <clears throat> the top endurance athletes at, at this year's games will probably be um yeah Tia, some Haley, order. christy and emily yeah uh we go down to christine colin brander uh max out strength there could be some, I, I'm curious to see if Lucy Kimball can hang in that conversation this year. Thinks, you think with running too? We'll see. I mean, if we'll see. Where is she now? I'm with I'm with you on that, but you know. Yeah, I'm just saying she's a, of the of the new women in the field. She's the us. one that I'm like. I wonder if she can push yeah. into that group. And that's I mean that's why she's her strength is endurance and swimming, but it's not in purple because we just don't know. She could be, okay. but we but we don't. She hasn't. We haven't seen her in a games field. And very well on the row swim run. She won it at Wadapalooza. Yeah. Uh, Christine Kohlenbrander, max out strength. Are we talking about machine snatches, uh, cleans, uh, overhead squats? So, and this is a name that people don't know that could beat Tia in a strength event. Possibly. Like if you look at her barbell complex with the, uh, is it three cleans, two front squats and one jerk? Is that what they did? Mm -hmm. She was first place in the whole world. Uh, her and Spiegel tied for the most in all. Didn't Tia in, also tied? Didn't they all have two forty five? Yeah, I think yeah, yes. But she and also you, if if you were watching last year the games coverage prior to the snatch event, she was the woman out there with Tola that was snatching, just like demonstrating what a heavy snatch could look like, basically. And I think she did two fifteen. Yeah, her and Spiegel snatch is is head and shoulders for you, Brian. Above everybody else. Because we've seen Tia snatched uh, 200, 205, probably capable of 210. But like Spiegel and Colin Brander are stronger than her at, at, at a snatch for sure. I don't know about a clean jerk, but at a snatch for sure. Who had a better time in the uh, rope event at semifinals, her or Gabby Magawa? I'll find well, she, she missed uh, 
she either got a no rep or almost got a no rep on the rope climb event. So her rope climb event's a little skewed on that one. Okay. She took 14th at, at the syndicate. I don't know what she took worldwide. Did Gabby finish the event? She, yeah, she yeah Gabby did fine. Gabby was 38th out of the 40 women in this workout. And she honestly, she managed it uh, kind of as well as she could have. Christine was 37th. So she's one place better than that. And Christine oh, shit. was like John was saying was like, an inch away from probably being 10th. So what they, was, uh, what was Colton? He was last, last place. Last. And yeah. Savon, you should do 10, just 10 rope climbs for time. I bet you might be able to beat his time. He was 39th. He was 39. I, the other day I did five, uh, legless rope climbs and my fucking whole old body started just cramping up. Like my chest started cramping. It was fucked up in my forearms. It, it was the same thing. He was 39th, and the guy who was 40th was Agustin Raquelme down in Brazil, and he was getting his gazillion ro- no reps on that work on that workout. Okay, so so Colton really is at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, can I hope there's, I hope there's, I hope there's no rope climbs that Agustin Raquelme will not be last at the games. Uh, um, oh, <laughs> yeah. So what do we? Do you know what year the rope climb first showed up at the CrossFit Games? The legless rope climb. Just any rope. Sure. Yeah. Let's do legless. Yeah, there were no rope climbs before 2010. I don't think there were any at the ranch years. I can't remember seeing any. So that would have been the first rope climb, and then the first legless rope climb. It was legless 2013. Legless, the workout legless. Yeah. And um, and and has it shown up every year? Is the rope is is the rope ever missed a year? (sighs) I can't remember it not being there. I'm not 100 percent sure on that one. Um. Was the did highest it, rope climb out there in Carson it, out on that on that on that football field on the side? Did they that was a massive rope climb that year, right? 30 the, foot the or something. Dog sled rope climb workout. Yeah, that was pretty tall. 20 rope, 20 feet has become pretty expected for games. Did they do rope climbs at the ranch in 2020? The bike for Peter. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Where was yeah, the rope? Where was the rope? Was it outside? It wasn't at the ranch, it was at the off-site venue. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> I was just trying to think of a year that they might not have had them. They tested that. I I was there when they tested that. And I think it was Jason Carroll killed that, but he, he, well, yeah, he's like a mountain biker and uh, he's amazing at upper body pulling stuff. Yeah. He can, and he would jump off the bike like what, and just let, and just right at the rope and jump onto the rope. The transitions were fucking absolutely nuts. The bike. I can't think of a better workout for For Jason Carroll. Yeah. Is he out of the, is he out of the scene? You got a job at Starbucks so. or something? Okay. I would not Starbucks, but I don't think he's competing anymore. Uh, Christine uh, Colenbrander. So uh, we got her. She's strong, but she doesn't want to see the ropes, although she is um, better than Colton Merton at it. Uh, Carolyn Prevo, deadlift. What What's her max deadlift? Um, Is it listed somewhere? I don't know what her max is. I just know the 225 for 67. Probably close to John's. <laughs> Probably, I'm not great at deadlift. Uh, a, a true, uh, I, I see her. It's it's interesting to see her way down here because I see her as a true athlete in the field. Like I just see her as just a. I, when I think of her, I think of her as just a great mover. And you have um, double unders and long endurance, but I just picture she's not good at double unders, huh? No, I think Brian has a funny story about her and double unders. Like she folds, she, she does one of those us, things. She told us. She folds like that when she does them, like you know that thing. I think so. Like they fold in the middle. 
No, but I mean, look, it's and and we've we talked about it before. There's a you know, this is a taking the workouts that they've done this year against each other in comparison has its flaws. But at the same time, when you look at the women that come up at the top of those workouts, they're most of the women that you had expected to be at towards the top of the games field. And she didn't finish with the exception of the deadlift burpee workout where she was third. Her next best finish on any of those workouts was 27th. And that's just not that's just not going to cut it. Like you still have to be good at the low barrier to entry stuff. And she's not relative to this field. Basically, if she's in any other uh, North American semifinal, she doesn't go to the games. I don't. Okay. I, like, I, we, talked to, we talked about this with the composite power rankings. Also, outside of Emma Lawson, I don't think any of the analysts put any of the women from that competition inside the top 30 in any of their rankings. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it was very, very few. So, you know, and that, but that was known, like we knew going, you know, and I know that Adrian talked about their intent was to have a fair distribution of spots across semifinals. And it might've been on paper from uh, the quarterfinal performances, but it definitely wasn't in the bottom half of the field, you know, half of all the backfills for the women and all of the backfills for the men were in that field. So it was just, yeah, it was a relatively easier field based on the data and we'll see if if someone like a page powers or caroline prevo can have a good performance at the games caroline spencer's our second second year going there but i'm not expecting them to do great at the games uh the, the, these people in this dark red and this red won't be playing sunday like sunday they should they could no, so a couple of them will i mean there's always going to be a surprise good and a surprise bad and don't forget that there's probably going to be between one and five withdraws right yeah the people in the brown will not be will not be Dark, dark red and up, have a chance. Yeah. The, the, uh, you mean the, the, this? Um, um, yeah, they're getting. Sung Young Choi, Julia Cato. Uh, they're, they're getting cut. Michelle Morand and Seher Kaya. They're just there for just. They're there just because. Yeah. And how about this? How about this? Rebecca Fuslier. Fuslier. I. I, everybody in the dark red has a chance to make it through. Just it kind of just depends on the events and if they get, you know, a handful of good ones and how I, they manage I, the weekend. Honestly, like, I, yeah. I had a great podcast with her. By the way, if anyone hasn't seen this one with Rebecca, I, I you should see it. You should see it. Uh, Alex Gazan. Let's. Uh, uh, she made. Did she make it to Sunday? I think so. <clears throat> now you're getting into the realm of uh, ne- the next shows we're having, John. Uh, Okay, fine. Um, anything? Uh, f- fantastic data. I loved it. Anything? Anything else you guys want to add? We're an hour and fifty in. Surprised we made it this long. I know that was great. Thirty-five minutes ago, you—I I thought you were going to quit on us. No, no, I made it. I made it. I'm looking at the. It's—it's it's amazing how many people uh have are on these uh, spectrums, these outliers. There's all these so many great athletes. Well, this is. I mean, this is. I think I was talking about this last night when you asked me, you know, the, ultimately the, the reason for doing this is to try to see where some of the athletes that, that won't make an impact on the overall leaderboard could make an impact event to event that will, that will all, that will have a contributing effect to how those top five or 10 male or female athletes end up sorting themselves out once everything's said and done, because we, ha- you haven't pulled up this other document I shared with you yet. It's not that fancy or anything but if your weakness is upper body pulling or high volume pulling this year that is bad news for you because there are a lot of people in both the men's and women that are really good at high volume pulling 
uh, because it's been tested this year already. Because of that, the legless rope climb was such a hard event as far as that goes. So if that's your weakness and you're Brent Fikowski, you might take a bigger hit relative to Pat Vellner's weakness, which has, you know, maybe it's swimming, but there's only like five good swimmers in the field and 10 average ones. So Pat could improve and, and finish like 20th on swimming and Brent could improve and still be 30th on high volume pulling because it's a, it's a deep field in that regard. And, and also it's a little significant because there's way more people, especially in the men's field that can make a difference on the podium. Like last year, Madero's, had to just stay close to Valner. This year, th- this year, there's way more men that could get in the middle of that because just nobody was good enough. It was just Valner and Justin, and they were, and everybody else was everybody else. But Roman is going to make a difference in the podium. Ricky is going to make a difference in the podium. Like there's a lot more athletes that are capable of that than there was last year, which is fun. Uh, when you, so when we look at this top five that we didn't mention, Justin Medeiros, Patrick Vellner, Brent Fikowski, BKG, Saxon, uh, Panchik, Tia Toomey, Laura Horvat, Mal O'Brien, Gabriella Magawa, and Haley Adams. These, these people, we didn't mention them, but they could take away the wins from any of those people outside of like maybe Gee. Well, if they're if you're in purple, like I think you have a good shot of beating anybody that was in the top five. But 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 it's still not a shoe in. It's not it's not a shoe in. No, it, it is for some of them. I would say Roman and Hopper on the machines is just as likely as Guy on a max out of it. Brian, yeah, I agree with that. And if and you know, I would <clears throat> I would say Ricky in a running event is yeah. just as likely as like like most of these in the purple. I think they should win. And 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 over here on over here. I mean, I would say is a little the, like the the difference is Tia. The difference you is could Tia. be the, you could be the best in the world other than Tia, and that's yeah. inc- just as impressive as being the best in the world, basically. But the women don't have a a, a Roman Ricky or Jason Hopper. The closest Gee, thing would be Gee. Amanda. Well, well, I mean, like Daniel do, like, Brandon is just as dominant in handstand walking as Gia is in strength. Okay. Uh, Christy Aramo is just as dominant in long endurance other than Tia. As, yeah. as, so, I mean, like they have the same people. It's just Tia can beat any of those people where the men is not the same. All right, guys. Great show. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to, we dusted you off. You're in the game. <laughs> You're in the game. As many people in the comments said, it was too long. Uh, this evening, we have Patrick Vellner at 6.30 p.m. Then we have uh, Daniel Brandon tomorrow. Also, tomorrow, coming uh, from the middle of the United States of America, from Iowa, we're having Chris Tile on. He's an affiliate owner out there. That's going to be a good conversation. Then on Thursday, we have Cara Saunders on and uh, James Sprague and Dallin Pepper in the evening. Uh, and then Friday we have our UFC show with Justin Nunley and Darian Weeks. And then in the evening we have Lazar Jukic. I'm sure there are going to be other people added in there. Um, I do know that somewhere in there, Greg Glassman's coming to Santa Cruz, California to give a talk about broken science. And so that ca- could cause my schedule to get a little mixed up. But I will tell you this. He told me that I could film his up uh, and that I could start uh, sharing it on the podcast. So I'm excited to get clips from that and uh, share it with you guys. That's awesome. 
All right, guys. Uh, I don't know what else to tell you guys. Go to cahormones.com, get your free blood work, use the code SEVON, and uh, get your free doctor consult, and you too could be as strong as John Young. And, and 